the India-UK free trade agreement is underway. According to reports, India is looking at greater market access for its pharmaceutical products with the deal. However, the humanitarian group Doctors Without Borders mentioned that the India-UK free trade agreement might hurt the supply of generic medicines globally. The group has also asked India and UK to keep intellectual property off the table. In this podcast, we discuss about the views of pro-health groups about the India-UK free trade agreement, the points of concern addressed by the Doctors Without Borders. Hello. And welcome to the BL podcast. This is Nabodita Ganguly. Today I'm joined by Jyoti Datta, Deputy Editor Business Line, who will speak in depth about the issue. Hi Jyoti, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, hi. Thanks for having me. So my first question to you is in your story, the link for which will be given below, you mention and I quote Public health workers are forced to keep their eye to the ground to ensure there is no trade-off on health. Could you explain this with regards to the India-UK FTA? Right. So, you know, just stepping back a little, um, there are negotiations that are happening, you know, uh, in a build-up to the um, India-UK free trade agreement. Hmm. And... um, you know, what happens, it's not just with this free trade agreement, but um, what often happens with uh, trade agreements between different countries mm-hmm. is that um, both are ne- negotiating for, you know, whatever is good for their industry and for their countries. And um, in the context of health, what happens is um, sometimes there are certain concessions that may be given uh, with with whatever uh, the government might think is is right for uh, for the country and you know that that is how things go uh, ahead but what happens is um, from a public health point of view um, you know what what uh, uh, people who work in public health say is that um, you know you need to have a stance which needs to be shared with stakeholders in the country as well so that there is some sort of an understanding on how far you know what what how far you can go with this and uh, what is the problem that people in, on the ground face when, when you know, some of these features that they might bring in, what is the uh, implication it would have on the ground? So, you know, when, when you're talking about a few people negotiating, what is really getting negotiated is the health capacity or the uh, health security of the country, which, which involves all, all the people living in the country. So there needs to be greater transparency on that count in terms of what is being negotiated. And um, that's that's what public health workers say, that every time there's a trade negotiation, you know, you literally have to keep your ear to the ground to know um, what is being negotiated here. And there is um, very little uh, visibility on these things. Yeah. So why is there a lack of visibility about the same? So um, the reason why you need more transparency is, you know, because you're talking about uh, something that has implications uh, uh, you know, in everybody's life in terms of access to medicine and uh, when it comes to intellectual property per se. So mm-hmm. um, that so that's what uh, public health workers are asking for. They need more, uh, not just public health workers, I think anybody, you know, it, it's something that everybody should understand in the sense that um, finally it has to do, and we're talking only health here, it has to do with the medicines you can gain access to. So if there are 
um, you know, good breakthrough cancer medicines or uh, TB medicines or, or uh, you know, even other things, whether it's, uh, you know, advanced um, a kidney drug or all of that. So what you need to figure out is the best, not, not to say that you throw the baby with the bathwater, but the best way that you can have a product brought into the country or a medicine brought into the country and um, without without upsetting, um, you know, the access uh, issues um, that are there in the country. I mean, not, not at an extremely high price where nobody can afford it in the first place. So these are things that need to, uh, you know, that governments, not just in India, but across the world will keep an eye on. I mean, even as we speak, I believe there are uh, letters even in the UK where they are concerned about the NHS and um, access, which is which is their uh, health backbone, and mm. access um, to um, drugs that are not extremely expensive, quality drugs that are, uh, you know, not uh, expensive. So, you know, these are not concerns restricted only to India, but trade deals per se, um, they, it, it finally impacts the people who live in the country. And mm. that's a reason why you need to have uh, you know, greater transparency on the stance of the country. You know, you may not have know the nuts and bolts. Of course, those things are uh, decided uh, at the meetings. But to know where your country stands on something like this, mm. you know, that uh, I think that's what they're asking for, not necessarily the uh, nuts and bolts of uh, what you're going to be talking there. Yeah, so that's, that's okay. what is being asked. For. All right. So as of now, we don't exactly know the position of India with regards to the free trade agreement right so that is that is what uh, people who follow these things very closely whether they mm-hmm. are in the intellectual property uh, space where they um, you know these things are um, between countries these are there are already agreements on intellectual property in terms of how far you can you can go and um, you know you've had the whole wto uh, agreements the trips agreements so not to get too technical, but there are very clear uh, guidelines in terms of how far a country can exercise its rights for public health. And if there is a public health emergency, what you can do, all of these are well-defined, discussed, all of that. So mm-hmm. the concern here is whether, um, you know, there are discussions that may be expecting uh, more than that. And that's and. I think for people who are in dealing in public health, dealing in intellectual properties, that's where their concern lies. And they're not dealing only in India. They deal across uh, across multiple countries, which uh, may be developing or, or, you know, or, or poorer countries, which source medicines from India. So which is where the concern comes in, because uh, if India, uh, you know, sort of concedes on certain issues that might uh, prevent uh, you know, Indian companies from being able to produce uh, drugs which are less expensive, mm-hmm. or um, or may just makes it more difficult. May not just mm-hmm. may not block it, but just makes it more difficult, which is beyond what Trips is already uh, laid out many many years ago. Then that doesn't affect just patients in India or people in India. It could affect people in other countries as well, uh, where they export to at less expensive uh, prices. Yeah. Okay, all right. So what are the views of the pro-health groups in relation to this India-UK free trade agreement? So, um, you know, for those of us who are writing it, there have been these concerns that are being voiced um, off record in terms of uh, 
um, you know, one one particular uh, instance they are talking about is the working of a patent. Now, again, all of this is has come from a leaked document. And um, that's what uh, a group like uh, MSF has reacted to. This is Doctors Without Borders. Mm-hmm. And uh, the thing is, they are an international group and they are a humanitarian group. So what they and well, it sort of corroborated what, with what others were saying as well. But these, uh, this group has pretty much put it on, a, uh, on, a, on paper and voice, you know, stood behind what they have said, uh, made it vocal. Which is that uh, one of one of the issues, for instance, is on the working of a patent. Now, um, this um, what it means is when you give a company a patent in in a particular country, you give it uh, protection for X number of years, twenty years, or what, you know, in that sense. And um, during that time, the reason why you've given it is because you expect them to bring the drug into the country. Now, mm-hmm. if you have, let's say, so I can give you an actual example, which uh, is the case of the kidney, uh, advanced kidney cancer drug, which is called Nexavar. And we are talking about five years ago when the whole patent issue was fought there. And and the the reason why India gave a compulsory license on that uh, particular drug is because they said that you are not bringing in enough, I mean, putting it in very simple words, okay. uh, not bringing in enough uh, of the drug you know, as as much was required in terms of the patients that were there in India. And that's that's the technical, uh, you know, uh, re- feature on which the compulsory license was given to NATCO. What that means is NATCO could make the same, uh, sim- their version of the same drug at a lesser price so that more uh, patients could access this drug. Of course, NATCO had to pay a royalty to the originator of the drug, which was Bayer in this case. So, you know, so long story short, what uh, working of a patent does is you you know how much uh, of that particular patent drug is being brought into the country and whether patients are gaining access to that drug and all of that. That becomes very important in terms of especially very expensive breakthrough cancer drugs. Again, this is not to say that nobody should innovate and nobody should have breakthrough drugs, but you know, um, countries need to negotiate that fine path where they can make the drug accessible to people who need it, and as well as uh, ensure that um, you know that the innovator has its uh, has his or her uh, has their right on the drug as well. So, okay. yeah, it's really a fine path to walk, but um, now that's what governments have to do for their own people. So how they do it is, is yeah but that's where working of a patent becomes important there are other such issues which are uh, constant thorns in this uh, ip battle that happens between uh, between countries mm-hmm. uh, i'll give you one other example which has been talked about which is pre grant opposition so what happens in india is that um, when there is a patent application if um, you know if uh, like civil society organizations feel that this is an existing product and it's there's nothing very novel about it or it's the you know it, you know then you can sort of contest it in the you know in at, at the patent office and um, so the idea is at the end of it all only a good product is given um, a patent and not a frivolous patents are sort of weeded out by all these kind of uh, uh, features mm. that the Indian Patent Act has. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you spoke about the humanitarian group Doctors Without Border. So they asked India and UK to keep 
intellectual property of the table was the reason behind it so that's precisely uh, so all of these uh, you know whether it is working of patents mm-hmm. and uh, you know pre grant uh, oppositions all of these are intellectual property related features right okay. and mm-hmm. in their uh, so as far as i mean i can't speak for msf but from this is what they put out in their statement which they've said that um you know they work across multiple countries they work about uh, across multiple therapeutic areas you know with tb for instance or cancer so to get all of these drugs uh, across to as many patients as possible you need to have uh, you know very good uh, systems in place and what happens when intellectual property comes in it's basically companies also trying to protect their work and protect their research and um get their return on investment in terms of you know the um, the money they have put into research and all of mm. that that's the, that's where the usual discussion goes so you know uh, what an organization like msf is saying is that the moment you bring in all of that it starts uh, bringing in more hurdles where uh, that uh, you know generic producers will have to go through before they are able to make a particular product and um and in their view what they say is that the more the competition there is on a particular drug the better it is because that ends up bringing down the price on the drug which makes uh, makes it more accessible for uh, you know mm-hmm. aid organizations to buy and to and governments to buy and make it accessible to their people yeah. so that's okay. their uh, point All of view right. so do they fear monopoly of developed countries with regards to making drugs so that so when you talk about patents that's exactly mm-hmm. the fear that there will be a monopoly of a particular product um, kind of thing and you know with covid we've seen what has happened in terms mm-hmm. of uh, you know the vaccines some of them gaining access faster some of them um, you know buying their third and fourth boosters and all of that while other parts of the world are still struggling to get uh, you know enough products vaccines for their um, for even their health workers and all of that so again you know it's the first time that the world was really seeing something like this in terms of in in a very connected world i mean we may have seen a pandemic 100 years ago but much has changed since so um if there was one thing to learn from here is uh, you know to figure out better ways to to get both um, the innovators and the generic uh, you know finally they're all part of the pharma industry to make them work uh better and faster in getting um products equitably out to all regions to people who need it not that someone who's healthy living in a developed world gets access to something where someone who's not well in 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 another part of the world does not gain access to it at all so you know that okay. inequitable mm-hmm. access is the is the worry and those kind of monopolies is what uh, civil societies have been talking about for a long time and you know from the whole when wto was formed and all of that was uh, discussed and all mm-hmm. trips was put in place and all of that so um, it's not a new argument but uh, it's getting actively uh, illustrated when when we are you know in the face of a pandemic or when there's actually a public health emergency in different countries yeah okay all right so india is looking for a greater market access for its pharmaceutical products in the india uk free trade agreement are there chances of that happening so you know as far as what exactly india is looking for again this is you know 
not many details are known uh, okay. you know so which is why people are saying you need greater mm-hmm. access to what exactly is being put out there or negotiated but broadly what trade deals do is that um, both sides try to get the best access for their products right so whether it's agriculture or whether it is uh, pharmaceuticals um, the fact is that both sides are trying to get greater market access into the into the other country i mean that's actually it's it's a an obvious statement it's a given that's exactly what you're trying to do which is why you have a trade deal to uh, get your products across and to get more of their products into your country and all of that so um india is i mean we've seen vaccines for instance indian vaccines playing a role there because uh during covid you have uh, serum institute which has um you know uh, an alliance with astrazeneca uh, mm-hmm. now they have a plant out there and they sort of supply um you know vaccines to them now you have uh, wokhart which has a uk presence and has and is also making vaccines they have a line dedicated uh, to making va- vaccines uh, in in uk so it's um, expected i think that uh, indian companies will be looking to get their products across uh, that goes without saying but which ones what how all that is um, is still to get any visibility okay yeah. all right so as of now we do not have any clear idea for the same we may not have too much idea any which way because those things get negotiated uh, uh, you know those are the really the nuts and bolts yeah. it's All the right. broad yeah it's the broad policy that uh, that really needs visibility in terms mm-hmm. of how much are you willing to concede and how much are you uh, going to get uh, you know uh, in return for that kind of thing that that's what okay. these negotiations are all right okay so jyoti my last question to you is what exactly is voluntary licensing approach that became popular during the pandemic right so you know voluntary licensing is something that has been again has been happening it's not that it's not been uh, you know the methods not been in place earlier mm-hmm. what has happened in terms of uh, during covid is that we saw a lot of this uh, happening and um, you know some of the biggest innovators were uh, tying up with you know many indian companies or many generic companies um to make their drug accessible to a larger um to a larger population and at a better price quickly so you know we didn't have the luxury of time when we were talking about the pandemic so whether it was remdesivir or molnupiravir and all of that um it's a different thing that you know did the drugs turn out to be wonder drugs and all of that all of that is a is a very different discussion hmm. but the basic thing was to get as much remdesivir out to as many people so the company that makes it gilead had um, you know tie ups with indian companies and then we've the latest we are seeing is with uh, pfizer's drug paxlovid where it has tied up with some 19 companies and all of that i mean 19 indian companies i think totally mm. some 30 plus odd companies basically the idea is when the innovator um, voluntarily sort of uh, gives its um, license out to x number of companies who can make it at a lower price and you know make it accessible make the same drug accessible to a larger uh, patient population the problem there that uh, people who work in public health point out is that um there are only few drugs you know it's not like just two and a half covid drugs need need voluntary licensing mm. there are many many 
uh, key drugs that are required, whether it's in TB or cancer. Cancer is a big, big uh, segment, which, you know, the drugs are expensive and uh, it's, a, it's a huge need. So all of that um, need is felt on the ground. So they say it's, you know, they are too few and uh, too far between. And the other thing which they point out is that uh, it, the scope of the deals that happen are also restrictive. So you can't sell in certain markets. You can sell only in certain markets. You know, these are all very well. And so these are very well defined between the innovator company and the generic. So again, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so uh, while in COVID, during COVID, we did see about 300 plus collaborations being uh, forged. And this is an industry uh, number. Um, what public health workers say is that, um, you know, that that's just, you know, that you, we don't know exactly what those uh, deals may contain and they may be restrictive and all of that. So they feel that just, you know, all the time saying voluntary licenses work is not good enough because okay. your local uh, companies need to be able to produce and sell drugs without having a shadow of, you know, somebody uh, hovering over you. So, you know, you otherwise you become completely beholden just to the uh, to the innovator company. And that's mm. that's not great from the point of view of uh, a country's own uh, health security. You know, you need to be able to make your drugs and sell it. Yeah. Okay. All right. To sum up, India has a long way to go with regards to the India-UK free trade agreement because the Diwali deadline was missed. We do not know when the agreement will be finally happening. And there's a lot to look at when it comes to intellectual property and patents. So, yes, there there would be other aspects also to the trade deal, but Mm -hmm. uh, health being a very important um, part of it, uh, you know, there will be many people watching that space very closely. And uh, given given UK's own politics and changing dynamics there. So, yeah, this would be a space that is going to be watched very closely, both from their side and from the Indian side, I'm sure. Yes. Okay. All right, Jyoti, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to us. If you like our content, please subscribe and share. Thank you.